There is a story of a minister showing a painting of Christ to a child. Anxious to reassure him, the minister softly, softly explained, It's not really Jesus. It's just an artist's conception of him. The child looked at the painting for a moment and then said, Well, it sure looks like him to me. We who are no longer children have forgotten some of the glorious things we once knew. According to Jung's concept of racial memory, when we allow ourselves that fleeting glimpse into our subconscious self, we remember more than we know. Plato talks of all learning as remembering. Another writer has said, Peter was able to walk on the water until he remembered he didn't know how. Peter's success hinged on his remembering it was through spiritual laws and not his own that he had power. In the frequently painful path from childhood to godhood, what temptations do we encounter that so divert our direction and cast clouds over our memory? I have so often heard, when I was a child, I believed everything was possible. I believed when I grew up, I believed before I grew up that there, was, that there wasn't anything I couldn't accomplish, there wasn't anything I couldn't be. But then I grew up. There was anxiety in my home. I had self-defeating experiences in high school. My mission was more difficult than I expected, and now I'm confused, depressed, and I'm afraid. Now perhaps you've heard those kinds of comments yourselves. Not only have we forgotten the glorious things we once knew, but we have also forgotten we were asked to endure some trying things, we who are children of Christ, through adoption and crucifixion. We, too, are to learn obedience by the things which we suffer. I recently read the experience of a non-LDS physician who was discharged from military service he reported an alarming change in his civilian patients after being away from them for some time. Upon my return from the Army, he says, I noticed a change in my previous patients' troubles. I found that a high percentage do not need medicine, but they need better minds. They are not sick in their bodies so much as they are sick in their thinking and emotions. They are all mixed up with fear inferior feelings, guilt, and resentment. I found that in treating them, I needed to be about as much a psychiatrist as an internist. And then I discovered that not even those therapies helped me fully to do my job. I became aware that in many cases, the basic trouble with people was spiritual." Close quote. No one is more aware than this physician that medical science is needful. But as he points out, fear controls our minds when faith is not exercised there. May I share a quote with you from one I admire who, by exercising hopefulness amidst adversity, developed a remarkable faith. Eleanor Roosevelt said, I have won the attention of posterity not because I had new theories about the world, but because I never reflected the mood of pessimism and disillusionment. 
Faith gathers up life, pulls it together, and gives it direction. And so I walk by faith and not by sight." Close quote. Despite the pain and sorrow and disappointments of her life, she succeeded through optimism, which led to hope, which led to faith. Now, I think we all want this hopeful view for ourselves, and yet we continue to embark on rather hopeless journeys. In Alma, Aaron says, If thou wilt bow down before God and call upon his name in faith, believing that ye shall receive, then shalt thou receive the hope thou desirest. Faith is things which are hoped for and not seen. Spiritual powers are based on spiritual laws. The Savior tells us that this power, the power that belongs to Him, that can show us great miracles, greater things than, he, than we have ever seen or heard, comes as a direct gift from God, and we can show Him that we do desire it. Jesus said, and I quote, Father, Thou hast given them the Holy Ghost including its great power, because they believe in me. And thou seest that they believe in me, because thou hearest them, and they pray unto me. He knows we believe in him, because he hears us. Prayer is the proof of our faith. I have prayed for just the right experience to share with you, the right example. And though this is a very personal one, I have repeatedly felt impressed to share it with you. And so I am praying that you will hear the message that is intended. A few years ago, I was having some serious medical problems. I scheduled myself into a hospital for some routine pre-surgery testing. I'm not sure I even told Jeff about the tests. I was going in for the tests, and to begin with, they had to inject some iodine dye into my vein prior to taking an x-ray. I had a severe allergic reaction and went into an anaphylactic shock. All of my bodily functions stopped, and three doctors and two nurses worked frantically to revive me. At one point during this struggle, I came to enough to hear one of the doctors read my pulse, which was lower than my father-in-law's had been when he went into a coma and died. Now I knew I was dying, and I knew I needed someone with absolute faith, and I called out for my husband and fell unconscious again. It dawned on them that they should have called him anyway, but they simply had been too preoccupied with my condition. A nurse ran to the phone and called him. And all she said to him was, We are doing everything we can for your wife, and now she wants you. In less time than it takes to get to that hospital, he arrived, bolted into the emergency room rather than waiting outside as suggested. And with his usual confidence, which I have silently watched develop as his relationship with the Lord has deepened, he sort of shoved three doctors and two nurses aside and announced, I don't know whether you are LDS, but I'm going to give my wife a blessing. 
Midway through that blessing, I opened my eyes and saw his face, and I thought I'd never seen anything more beautiful, and I told him so. He told me sometime later that this was the first indication he'd had that I'd had brain damage. I add my personal witness to you this morning that prayer, including priesthood prayer, is proof of our faith, and the proof is rewarded by the Holy Ghost and Holy Power, which Nephi says will show us the way in all things. There are miracles. There are miracles of faith, and we should have faith in the miraculous. When Jesus called Peter to come to him across the water, Peter, for one brief, glorious moment, forgot he did not know how and strode with ease across the sea. And this is how we're meant to be. May we be so, I pray, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.